1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. The Timberle
0: that's
2: gushing the fly. Oh, tonight we got them Goldie the Sulk and JC. The chemical
0: chemical Timaco, that's
2: scuffing that's cuff, the fly. And it starts right now. So, welcome back to another episode of a typical disgusting display, a podcast for writers by writers who hate writing. Uh you so I want let's go. Let's get the weather channel. No, 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 let's you. do something else first. So, so I shave. <laughs> oh, here we go. I didn't
3: Last notice week this. I shave. I I yeah. put a line down. <laughs> we we both are kind of have beards and stuff. I mm. shave. This yeah. Is true. New me.
0: New you.
3: Of course. Now you show up this week <laughs> And you've shaved. Sean. I'm Sean. Like, can can you let me have anything? Like, can I I just be the guy who shaved for, like, a month? Nope. Can I have any real estate to myself? I'm the guy who shaved. First joke of the day. First joke of the day. I like that one. Uh, 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 You look uh, good. You look good. You both do. Thank you. You both look younger. Because I think at our age, one of the depressing things is – the beard now comes in white so yeah. it, it's not like oh there goes an urbane man or a, a chic oh. guy it's like oh there's an unkempt old man <laughs> who no one takes care of uh <laughs> no one's known his name for 15 years <laughs> and he's he's clearly spiraling and he doesn't care because
2: what's left that's to a, live for it just it just doesn't look good that's, a, that's a great point either. that's a great point you know uh i I, uh, first of all, yes, I didn't, I didn't want to let you have an inch, not not, the the inches we need. Who am I, tall? (laughs) Hey, everybody. (laughs) Five minutes in the angry inch. Uh, (laughs) No, so we, uh, when my beard starts to grow horizontally out of the neck, Neck? that's when it gets trouble. It gets... Uh, the very uh, rabbinical as oh. we uh, head into the high holy days Start growing so your yeah i i had to i had to get rid of it so yeah particularly get, I...
3: ever since you copied me with the glasses then the beard does
1: look a bit <laughs> Yeah
3: yeah cuz well, you know for I... for 20 years i had the glasses
2: and then you just mm-hmm. decided oh i'm going to take that <laughs> <laughs> Well the funny thing is i i was getting headaches and i was like what's wrong and then of course my eyes were going so, all I did was get CVS readers, which yeah. these are. Yeah. And I wear them all the time, which is apparently terrible for your yeah. eyes. Yeah. So, I, I don't just wear them for reading, I just wear them constantly. Oh,
1: that's weird. Yeah.
2: Uh, so, I don't know. I, I'd probably need to go to an actual uh, ophthalmologist. All
4: they and, do
3: is they uh, hold two or three completely indistinguishable options in front of you lenses yeah. and and force you to choose
0: yes
1: yeah
2: but was...
3: lateral things that have you just doubting yourself the second yes. y- you go
2: can i see the previous one please yeah like, yeah that was a very a very funny family guy cutaway where seth it was like a a sequel a disney sequels are getting bad and it was like jafar needs glasses and it was <laughs> seth was jafar in one of those eye machines and he's like okay number one or number two he's like i guess number two Number two, you know, like, number, okay, number two or number three. He's like, Uh, you want me to show him again? Yeah, show him again, you know. That's exactly so like, yeah, what I mean, happened. That's great. Guy, yeah. long and drawn out. Yeah, um, but but speaking of long and drawn out, you guys have been prepping. Hurricane oh prepping, <laughs> filling the bathtub with yeah, water, getting the shelters ready and back, getting ready to to, to live in the pool. So, Goldie, ah. JC, you guys are out there. Tell me what you are, the hell oh you are God. living through right now.
0: Oh, my God. It was nothing. Goldie, what oh. did you do to prep?
2: <laughs>
3: so, <laughs> I heard about this six days ago. <laughs> yeah. I'm hesitant to even say how much emergency food I have because <laughs> someone will remember, and then when there's a real emergency, they will come and kill me.
2: Yeah,
1: you got the <laughs> potato.
3: Suffice it to say, I I have prepped for disaster my entire life, and
0: I'm well
3: equipped Same. to go off the grid for a oh year.
0: My- oh, a year! Well,
3: yeah. Yes. So I moved stuff around. I'm zip tying my furniture, my outdoor furniture. <laughs> You know, in my head, I'm I'm like strategizing ways to cook the dog and drink the pool. <laughs>
1: uh, and the
3: I, this is just everything now. Like I, I, I think I'm one nine eleven away from becoming Dennis Miller or like some <laughs> Trump person because I, the, the fury yeah. over just. How many times are you going to wind me up
0: yeah, uh-huh. for, like, the
3: storms coming? Mark Zuckerberg's going to fight Elon Musk. Like, all, <laughs> like every day there's something that's going to happen that's, like, going to rock my world. Right. And then there's a new COVID variant, and it's in the wastewater, so you better look out. We're running uh-huh. out of morgue trucks. Like, it, it's just yeah. all this stuff that's supposed to happen. I'm walking around this morning. I'm walking the dog. There's not even a puddle.
0: Yeah. I like, just- yeah. yes,
3: It rained. There was zero wind, and you go, the wind. here's two conflicting narratives. Here's one narrative. The city and Mayor Karen Bass did such a wonderful job of preparing that the sanitation crews in advance cleared all the dead leaves and, and verified the system so that everything operated as a city should. Ooh,
1: that's, yeah. And that that's the
3: damage point. was minimized, and we don't even realize the accident of the storm. That's narrative there one. Go. There
1: okay. you
0: go.
2: Narrative two, it was total bullshit.
1: Yeah, yeah, like
0: most storm preps, I I feel like. I think
2: I know which one you're landing
0: on. Well, like, I don't know,
3: but you kind of go, yeah, it rained. It seemed like there was a lot of rain at one point.
0: At one point. And then I would look out and look at the trees, and there was nothing. There was no no movement. There's no No
3: wind at all.
0: Hurricane, you know? It's like,
3: yeah, yeah. So I don't understand how it's it's 2023. suppose we can do all these things. But, like, no one knows the weather. And even as it's happening, you go, well, I'm going to go on Twitter or I'm going to go on, and look at the TV. And, like, no one knows what's happening.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. and
3: then they, they, they were like, a highway in Santa Clarita collapsed. And then they showed the clip and it was like one <laughs> tiny section of pavement on the side of the road went like... <laughs> <laughs> it just kind of dropped down a little collapse. bit. And you go, that's not a freeway collapse. No. Like yeah, stop the, the, trying to wind me up. Yeah, like I'm wound AD. up. I'm I I'm know. ready
0: <laughs> for the fucking disaster. <laughs> yeah. And Where well, is it? Did yeah. you feel the earthquake, Goldie?
3: Well, so yeah, there was then there was this earthquake on top of everything. And I was I was talking to the people next door Probably and they said, nothing. you know, a half hour before the earthquake, our dog was just kind of going crazy. His ears were pinned back. He was running in circles, and I was like, my stupid dog, a half hour before the earthquake, <laughs> was just trying to get in the kitchen like he always does,
1: <laughs> to climb up trying on the
3: stove and lick the skillet. <laughs>
1: yeah. uh,
2: my dog was just trying to eat its own dick like it always yeah. does. <laughs> so, uh,
3: yeah, I think we're going to be fine out in L.A. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I All right, good. Well, uh, I, I knew it was going to be bullshit when I spent $480 <laughs> last week to get my outdoor sprinklers fixed.
1: Yeah,
0: oh, now yep. everything's watered yep.
3: yeah everything's wasted. watered for nine months wasted um all right well while
2: well, while we have a second i was here, hoping
3: I, that your new you, home would wash away before you ever yeah, well we <laughs> don't guess, know. i guess it, i'm never that lucky
2: it may have we don't know we're not there yet but w- while we have a minute uh i want to tell uh you folks listening that today we're going to be talking to andrew goldberg uh family guy big mouth we're excited for that next week we have Jay Farrow is coming in here. I'm sure if we twist his arm, maybe he'll do a couple of impressions. I hope so. And, uh, you know, he's been actually writing on Family Guy with us for the last year as a consultant. So it's been really nice getting to know him. He's such a cool guy. So we're excited to talk to him next week. And Goldie, we've been bandying this idea about, and I want to just get it out here on the record. So we'll we'll actually do it. We've been talking about, in JC, maybe you can, uh, if you want to join us for this, you're more than welcome. Goldie and I have been talking about getting off our phones for a week and just seeing wow. what that's like. Um, now, obviously, we can discuss the parameters of that. I, th- I don't think it's realistic, especially when you have, you know, a husband or a family or whatever, to not, like, get texts and, and phone calls. So that's so th-
3: not realistic to- <laughs>
1: It's yet, to do what if the it's thing like, you
2: just said. No, 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 no. I'm much more targeting <laughs> about social media. What social media?
0: Just get on. I'm targeting.
2: Social media. I'm so targeting. We don't Instagram. open an app or a browser. Maybe there you go.
0: Can I, I like I, that. I can do. I I think I can do that. <laughs>
2: All right, you don't have to commit right now. What about you can like th- think about crossword
0: it. puzzle <laughs> app?
2: No, no. That's an app. I have app. to do no. it
0: in a paper. Oh yeah, you
3: okay, can do you it in a paper. Print out the puzzle.
0: Okay. Yes. Oh, that's, that's exciting. Okay. God you know, forbid
3: okay. you don't put ASP
2: in a three-letter square for a week. <laughs> NYP, NYPD Blue Star Morales. Esai. Yeah. Esai. <laughs> Lots of vowels. Awesome. They see use that. <laughs> Alu.
0: That's funny. That's perfect.
1: <laughs> um,
2: all right. So I don't know when we're doing that, but that's on the horizon, and yeah. now it's been said aloud. Yeah, so we we're getting off heroin it. at some we're point. D- and we're doing, we're going to do that after the app thing. We'll see how the app thing goes. Heroin will be next. No, maybe we just do heroin during that week. <laughs> yeah. It'd be a perfect <laughs> week because
3: we're not <laughs> accountable. <laughs> uh, 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 uh. And then we'll like just our... tell you, like, hey, here's why it's so popular.
2: Yeah. yeah. And like our listeners, we can nod off right here on air. <laughs> <laughs> I hear that's what happens. Uh, speaking of that, by the way, I'll just throw in a little thing. Uh, Painkiller on Netflix. Oh, very good. So I
3: don't spoil it, but the painkillers are bad. (laughs) <laughs> not not
2: I, Well, you just said don't spoil it, so how could I possibly oh, okay. say? Netflix. No, I
3: just, you know, I, I like to know nothing going in, and they're, <laughs> <laughs> they're going to say it's not the best thing to happen.
2: Well, I don't want, again, don't want to spoil
0: Wait, it. Wait, is it know. a docu-series? Um, no, it's a,
2: it's a dramatic series, six-part Ooh. series. No one with, involved was corrupt, right? <laughs> oh, no, all very above board. Okay. Uh, they handled everything right, and Good. it was just bad luck. <laughs> um, no, it was Matthew Broderick uh, plays uh, Doctor Richard Sackler, which feels like sort of an anti-Semitic hate crime when you watch it. But <laughs> hey, Matthew Broderick now just always looks like Fat Ferris Bueller. That's it.
3: Oh, like it's just. I, know, forever, I mean, forever. It's a miracle he, they haven't done Bueller Junior.
2: And that yeah. he's the dad, and the son is whatever. Oh, and, that's you know. We got to do that. I we got a like few things we got to do. We got to do the firm series. I we, when you, after you mention the firm series, I and we'll talk about this off air because it's kind of boring. I have then three let's se- just put it on air like we always do. <laughs> <laughs> I have three seasons arced out.
0: This oh is wow! Weird I have this, a light
2: arc for three seasons.
0: This is very odd because it foreshadows my top five. Oh, topic oh. For next oh no!
2: Week. You have to watch The Firm. I'm not. I'm. I'm mad already. I've okay, already yeah. seen
0: The Firm. What are you talking about? Did I say I've never what? seen it?
2: Well, those are films we're avoiding. Is the top five right?
0: No, mine for next. The topic. Oh, it's foreshadowing my topic.
2: Okay, all right. You're getting way ahead of us, Jason. I know, but it's just so way weird. Ahead of us. <laughs> That's very Asian student of you to get way ahead like
0: that. <laughs> I was um, that nerd who did that too. <laughs>
2: All right, we've bullshat enough. Let's get in to Johnny Jokes. From Hollywood, it's still above ground and above the waterline. Here (laughs)
3: is (laughs)
2: Johnny. That was so good. Underwater effects. I like it. We're we're splurging on the VFX budget. Uh, SFX, I would say. All right, here we go. Uh, well, as we've been talking about, up top, tropical storm, Hillary finally made landfall and battered Southern California. <laughs> and in true l a fashion, residents are asking if they can have the storm with oat milk instead of batter. Ooh. <laughs> and nice. also, uh, it's affecting the uh, strike. Striking actors marched in the rain, making sag after a sog after.. Oh. Hey,
0: Hey, everybody. and while the, the sto-
2: premise
3: is not true,
2: I know, I know. Well, now I know that. Now I have the information that I would have needed a couple days ago when I wrote false. These. And uh, while false while flag. the storm while the storm is dropping record amounts of rain, <laughs> predictably, Hillary underperformed in Orange County. Ooh. Oh, uh, and here's next story. Let's get away from the storm. Uh, the FDA. The FDA has approved a new spiral-shaped tampon. Yeah. Uh, But I'm not too sure about the marketing line. Whether you have one or not, you're screwed. And Elon Musk, we've heard of him. Elon Musk. Elon Musk said that X, nay, Twitter, will be eliminating the block function in the weeks to come. Uh, Giving credit where credit is due, Musk claims that he got the idea from the New York Jets. The New York (laughs) Jets. That's a Johnny. That's a good one. And finally, a Japanese pop star, Shinjiro Atai, has come out as homosexual. Uh, Fans said they knew he was geisha when his Shinto was covered in kamikaze. Hey, everyone. Johnny 2, take it away. (laughs) All right. Well,
3: you've all heard about the giant rains in LA. Yeah, uh-huh. it was uh, it was so bad. How Mayor bad
2: was it? Oh, sorry. It was
3: so bad. Mayor Karen Bass advised all mall looters to take kayaks. <laughs> yep, and uh, even celebrities took extra precautions for the storm. Uh, Nicole Kidman. Secured her face with zip
2: ties. (laughs) (laughs) Wow! Okay, you stepped on your own joke. Yeah. (laughs) Uh,
3: President Biden. uh, President Biden is vacationing in Lake Tahoe this week. Uh, The president says it's nice to take a break and enjoy some fresh mountain ground. (laughs) (laughs) I love this. He keeps falling. It keeps falling. (laughs) And uh, meanwhile, former President Trump. uh, Skipped the Republican debate, uh, giving voters a chance to hear from some new, fresh voices who also want to hang Mike Pence. <laughs> <laughs> and finally, we'll we'll end on an on a norm. What yeah. a norm here! Well, tickets to Burning Man are selling at less than face value, and organizers are blaming weather, electronic music, and annoyance at influencers. Yeah, and also. Maybe people are tired of paying good money to see hippies' dicks.
2: <laughs> oh, that one could only be a norm. Hippies' dicks. <laughs> that's the phrase that pays. Oh, it's a little bad.
3: bit derivative of your unused dicks from the Harvard joke several I weeks ago. I would back.
2: not even remember that. Yes, Did same. not find a derivative at all. Dicks, Dicks are they're uh, anyone Universal. <laughs> they're open game open yeah. open season on dicks
3: unused
2: dicks hippies dicks <laughs>
1: so,
4: <no. laughs> okay picture this it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever or I can hop into my all new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road with available H-Track all wheel drive and three row seating my whole family can head deep into the wild With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.
2: Oh, folks, we're excited today. We're talking to a show creator, our old co-worker, Um, Mr. Andrew Goldberg is here. Andrew, uh, cut his teeth on Family Guy for, I want to say, like, seven or eight seasons he was there. Uh, longer, if you count his time as an assistant, which we'll get into as well. And then he left us, and we said, ha ha, what an idiot. And right away, (laughs) he created the biggest hit animated show of the last decade, Big Mouth, the Emmy-winning Big Mouth. Woohoo! So we are excited to welcome today Mr. Andrew Goldberg. Andrew, thank you so much for being here. Welcome. And
3: how does it feel to have so thoroughly lapped everyone?
1: <laughs> <laughs> I,
5: I do
3: not feel that way. I, like,
1: I
5: feel that it's so funny you ask that because recently we were going through something like it was getting my daughter into, into seventh grade. And there was a and and it worked out. And at one point, my wife Colleen afterwards said to me, "Like, I knew it was going to work out as soon as you got involved because Andrew gets whatever he wants." Oh, and that like, and I was like, "That's insane. That's like because that's like diametrically opposed to my point of view of myself. Like, that's I just right. don't,
4: I do not
5: think of myself <laughs> that way." And but like, I guess on a certain level, I do. But I don't. I I don't know. I don't. That's not how. That's not how I drift through life. Right.
1: <laughs>
0: but it, I mean, maybe it's because you're tenacious. No. Oh
2: wow, maybe I'm oh, <laughs> yeah. elevenacious. You should have instant, instant. You should have instantly asked her for some sex thing that you've been wanting for years. <laughs> like like for what me. I Andrew gets. What oh, he Right. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Whatever you're um, into. I like go back to them. <laughs> so let's uh let's start by going back in time to White Plains. Uh, White Plains, White Plains. Oh, Plains yeah. New York. Um, what, you grew up we had Nick Kroll on a few weeks ago. I know you were good buddies with him growing up, but were you guys you guys were in different towns, but you knew each other. So how did how did you first meet uh him how did you you come to get to know nick
5: nick and i met in first grade we went to school together at solomon shech oh
0: yeah you uh, mentioned that school a,
2: a
5: very jewish school in a very jewish place in a very jewish state um so that's we, like
3: that's like living inside a bagel <laughs>
5: <laughs> <laughs> no literally like our school, like, if you didn't have a yarmulke, bagel shape. you'd like get you'd have to be wearing a yarmulke, and if you didn't have a yarmulke, you had to go to the office and pick up one of those like you know black like folded yarmulkas,
0: <laughs> like, generic, like, so full yellow. of dandruff. That's all. <laughs> awesome. So many of them. So, disposable. Oh yeah,
5: that's how Jewish the school was. Um, <sighs> but yeah, Nick and I met in first grade, and he was kind of like he's portrayed in the show, like this tiny little big mouth, super confident kid that was just like all lips and forehead (laughs) 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 and just like had no fear. And I was now Nick is much taller than me because I'm the same height I was when I was 12. (laughs) At that time I was like this like big, like oafy doofy kid with incredible, Incredibly thick glasses.
1: And,
3: awesome.
5: Um, we just quickly, I don't know, became friends. We we thought the same things were funny, and we made each other laugh. And that's key. Yeah, that
3: is yeah. key. Yeah. Did you funny. have like a New York Knicks Yamaka? <laughs> or like the, the, the one because oh. that always felt like yeah. such a bad like a invalid oh. workaround to me. Yeah. Like I, I like God, but I also like the New York Rangers, right? No, they were also like
5: back then. This was like the eighties. They were like the like the stiff kind of like I must have been fake suede. Yes, like, with like the puffy paint, like <laughs> yeah. was what the Knicks design was, like a total like do-it-yourself.
1: Oh,
2: it's such yeah. a cynical, cynical cash grab by the um, Knicks. They're like, we yeah. can sell some of these. <laughs> I, I think I'm getting the sense. It's funny when I hear about so Solomon Schechter, obviously, yeah. uh, is a is a Jewish school, and when I hear about that, of course, my first reaction is, oh god, that sounds terrible. But then I instantly go to well, it's the opposite of spotlight. Like nobody is, <laughs> nobody's touching anybody. Se- <laughs> sexu-
5: oh, yes. It was a very sexually safe school. Yes. <laughs> I, I got, I, got z- I can honestly tell you, I got zero action. At <laughs> yeah. Salman Schecter, I promise you.
3: <laughs> My first thought hearing about it is that Schechter <laughs> Some Solomon somehow tricked Schechter into putting his name first, even right. though alphabetically it's it doesn't
5: work. Interesting. I always thought that Solomon Schechter was a guy. Named yeah, Solomon just one Schecter. guy.
2: There's not oh. one guy.
5: You think? I think it's one guy. I don't oh, know.
2: I
3: just assumed it's like Barnes yeah. and Noble.
2: They're okay. like Simon They're Simon and Schuster. There's yeah. no way to ever find out. No. no, we, we can't, <laughs> yeah. can't we can't possibly no Google resource um, <laughs> so i have a I have a strange connection to uh, White Plains, which is uh my mom got remarried in two thousand and nine to an Orthodox Jewish fellow. Oh, and awesome. they lived yes, oh, that was some fun years. So they lived uh-huh. for a time in the white Plains area as as many of them do, and yeah. my my mother went in and got botched surgery. That put her in, in, in White Plains Hospital. Uh-huh. And that That's they where put I was her...
5: born.
2: Oh, oh okay. Wow. Well, we, we have a right? vow now in our family to never go there. Uh, Again, I don't they... plan to go
5: back either. So. <laughs> Good. <laughs> Good. <laughs> they,
2: they botched her surgery, and she was in that hospital for quite a while, like oh, a couple of, couple of months. And I would came back to visit her for a very, very long time. And obviously, it's sad and it sucks. You know, hospitals are no fun, and your mom's there. It sucks. But- <laughs> the greatest Chinese food restaurant was right across the street. Little hole in the wall place, and um, I'd always be like, "Mom, I'm just gonna sneak out for a minute." Oh and and I'd be like, just eating a giant plate of boneless spare ribs? Oh, <laughs> heaven. <laughs> heaven! So White Plains That's holds a sil- an interesting silver lining, Sean. an <laughs> interesting place in my heart. Pork lining, a pork lining. <laughs> to that. Oh
5: my god. Um, <laughs> But yeah, we we grew up in separate towns, but we went to school together every day.
2: Yeah. yeah, and so yeah, no, it's clear you guys have a have a great friendship, and he's such a funny guy, and so are you. So yeah. that's awesome when people like that can sort of meet earlier in life, and then they get to work together out in L.A., which is insane. Um, so you went uh, to Columbia. Uh, I, I did. But, Goldie
5: and I are both Columbia
2: boys. That's right. Yeah. You guys are, you know, who, who, who's the more successful grad? Only time will tell. But you no, know. and it's no. the younger yeah, one, yeah. of course. He's <laughs> I, like I said. You, I,
5: you know what? I'm, I'm, it's a, it's a podcast, but I'm a bald man. And <laughs> yes. i do I and goldie goldie is a big deal in our community uh, <laughs> yes. yes. so you know i it's an it's an honor to be here for that reason and the too. self-appointed
3: yeah. spokesman of the community and yeah you give us visibility and nobody wants to
5: look at us and you no. and you and you say damn it look
3: <laughs> and also no community is worse and less supportive Oh, yeah. And just yeah. more deserving yeah. of the shit that it gets than well, bald Because people. nobody wants
5: to raise their hand and be like, I'm part of this. No, I know. I basically yeah. I wrote a book about
3: this and it's like yeah. writing a book like a, going like, hey, having fun being impotent. You know, like, yeah. no.
1: No,
5: no one wants to bring that to the register and drop and to it. I was thinking about your book in the context of I know you guys interviewed Justin Halpern. once and he and he did shit my dad says and he was talking about how like it's such a great gift book because you know it's a great thing to buy for anybody's dad on father's day yeah like so you're going bald is not a great gift book because it's kind of like, like, what am I going like, to give it to my son when he's 25? Like, like that seems cruel and unkind, which defeats the purpose of the gift. Well, I, I will say I, recently
3: I received a a, nice, a very nice email from someone who had given it to their parent who had cancer and their parent was enjoying it. So oh, okay. that wow. felt good, but <laughs> yes. like to, to go in saying like, this is a book for people who have just got cancer. It's a funny gag gift. <laughs> yeah, It's like <laughs> oh, this a little is, bit
2: of a narrow window. This it is an be opportunity. The right this vision. is an opportunity, Goldie. You can rope in. If we rope in the cancer crowd, we're going to be yeah. sitting pretty. We're going to be sitting pretty on on bald bucks. Yeah. Um, so yes, Columbia, sorry. Uh, so Columbia, and now when you were at school – did you have an inkling that you wanted to get into comedy? Did you do any kind of like comedy stuff or did you just go to like stand-up clubs in New York or any of that shit? I mean,
5: even like like Nick and I when we were little
2: even, like there were like we would
5: like make weird videos in his house <laughs> awesome. like like we were we were obsessed with old Mel Brooks movies and Wayne's World was like super formative to us and so we kind of thought of ourselves as, like, we could be Wayne and Garth, right? Um, yeah. <laughs> and so, like, we would, like, make videos up in his bedroom, and then I remember distinctly showing, like, what, like we made this video where we were a bunch of guys in um, a sports bar just talking shit, <laughs> and doing different characters, and then we showed it to his family, and they looked at us like, you fucking weirdos, why are you <laughs> should, <laughs> like, go back upstairs away from us. Um, <laughs> and That's- But then, so... Like even from then, and like like we would like host the Purim talent show at Solomon (laughs) Schechter. We were like we were real like Solomon Schechter tens as performers. (laughs) Uh. And and then and then in high school, I did like a a public access show with my friend Dan, where we did like interviews and um and very Wayne's world,
4: very Mm. Wayne's world. We also
5: and this was. This was pre-jackass. We had our friend Dave Epstein used. He'd come on and just punch himself in the face. Until oh he my God! And then one time we like we froze a big like sheet of ice and he smashed it over his head. I'm sure he must have gotten a concussion. Back, back then we didn't know. We didn't know hitting so in the head was a.
2: He got his bell yeah. rung. You'd be watching <laughs> yeah. football. Yeah. 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 That's um, so great having having a buddy who will punch himself in the face uh, is is quality yeah. entertainment. I think he works for the
5: State Department. <laughs> <laughs> (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
2: never more confident in our policies thanks to that well so it's interesting that you talk about when you were younger with nick making the videos and you know showing them to your family because i had friends and uh, unbelievably i had friends and we did (laughs) that as well we made like these little videos i remember we made something called the stupid movie and it was just (laughs) a series of little sketches And my friend wanted to be a director, so he was, like, in charge of it all. And we were very, like, you know, proud of it and showed it to all our family and all that. And I remember a couple years later, I'm just casually leafing through a Mad Magazine, as a 14-year-old does. And (laughs) he had stolen everything that we did in the movie from Mad Magazine. Oh, he busted. It was like a weird, (laughs) like, like, you know... a, uh, a pan and, a, and oh, a, a snap zoom and a it movie like, where I'm like, like the end of uh the usual suspects <laughs> yes, <thing. laughs> yes, yeah.
0: <laughs> well done yeah or just
2: like the, the shining when she's reading yeah. the same thing over <laughs> and over again like, ah. <laughs> so yeah that was all lifted uh by my friend uh chris weston uh-huh. shout out to chris weston <laughs> way to go yeah. um like,
5: yeah i mean since i was little i was kind of doing that thing but i i don't know like you guys had this experience maybe too, like growing up on the East Coast, there weren't like a lot of people who were like worked in show business. No. At least were like, like people like had like real jobs. And so it never completely occurred to me that like I, it, it could be my job. And then when I graduated Columbia, I came out here to go to, film school at UCLA. And I was Mm. in this program called the producer's program, which I felt like I could sell to my parents because producer sounds like almost like a businessman. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) And so I was at this producer's program at UCLA. And then my, my second year there, I took this sitcom writing class with this, this guy, Fred Rubin, who had written for like, Alf and family matters and, and night court, oh. which to me growing oh. up I thought night court was oh. so fucking funny. Yeah. And and he was describing this job where you basically sit in a room and eat snacks with ten other people <laughs> and, and make each other laugh. And I was like, Well that's Sounds like an outstanding job. That's so well said. Yeah. That's exactly <laughs> yeah. right.
3: So, well, can, can we just sure. go back yeah. to Columbia? Because I just I want to ask you a question. Yeah. Columbia, there's very little comedy. Like the comedy at the time, oh, and you god. were, I think, two years after me. Maybe I was ninety five, and what are you like 97, 98 or ninety uh, nine? Oh my god, five years! So I, I know <laughs> I look older than yeah. I. No, again. no, no.
5: I, I, <laughs> I did that. I did that as
3: a form of self-protection. <laughs> <Sure>. uh, <laughs> but. I mean, at the time, like, the, the funniest people on campus, you know, was this acapella group, the Kingsmen. Awesome. And it was, like, yeah. this horrible – they'd all wear, like, blazers and, and they were yeah. all chummy. And then they would do, like, <laughs> SNL deep thoughts. And I, I, I loathed them with a passion. But did you experience were there any avenues toward comedy there that, like, maybe I was unaware of? or Because it was a very serious place to me.
5: So they're yes, very. Like I remember when I went to visit it, like people were like occupying the admissions building, like protesting, and it was like it was a very serious place. And they, to this day, have no regard for like me or anything. I like there's no, no way, same, like same, like yeah. to them like a- like Ang Lee and James Sheamus were who they wanted you to be. They wanted you to be like an artsy independent right. filmmaker. And yeah, no, it was weird because that's not where my sensibility was. But I, a friend and I, uh, his name was also Andrew, we, we made a sketch comedy show for the Columbia TV station, okay. which mm. was like really just like an abandoned room with a bunch of equipment.
3: Yeah, the radio and station was bigger, I was Yes, yeah, the far. TV station yeah.
5: was like, but the nice thing about the TV station was you could show up and be like, can I take this camera? And they're like, yeah, sure, why not?
1: <laughs> <Yeah>.
5: <laughs> and so that was kind of, where I found it. But yes, you're right. Colombia did not have a sense of humor. Yeah, yeah. it sounds like. <laughs> or as my father would say, no sense of humor.
2: humor. I'm humor. glad you got to that. I'm glad you got to that. I meant to talk about that because we bonded over that. Like uh, the Jewish pronunciation it was sometimes just like I think we we had one run where we would talk about like the the metropolitan Museum, yeah, a huge museum, (laughs) huge museum, and also a
5: person is a human being. Human, (laughs) there's
2: there's something so hilarious about that. And another thing that I don't know, this might be a Boston thing. I, I'm it's definitely an Ashkenazi thing, which mm. we all are as sure. my as my wife, who's Sephardic, points out to me all the time yeah. yes. Ashkenaz- Ashkenazis are like we very all. inferior to the Sephardic Jews <laughs> oh, we, all, we all
5: bleed sour cream and Yes, yeah. exactly
2: <laughs> but my my retort yeah. to that to her is who's Sephardic but have um, but my in my family, there was a thing anybody who's not Jewish who's still left. <laughs> yeah, <I know>. <laughs> thank <laughs> you for
1: sticking around. We'll get to other. stuff. <laughs> this isn't, the, this isn't yeah. the
2: first time we've had a triumvirate of Jews on here, um, but uh, my in my family, uh, when they're doing like any of those little prayers that you do over challah or what or candles or whatever the fuck, uh, they do this weird thing where instead of the letter T, they'll they'll make it an S. Have you oh, ever heard yes. that? So yeah. like, like my, but that's old class. people. Yeah, old yeah. old, people old, old people, old people, yeah. and and it is an older older G Flex oh, where okay. it's just sort of like, yes. Herosis, yes, yeah, well, the- <laughs> But in, yeah. <laughs> but in everything, it's like yeah. Baruch Ber- Esar uh, yeah. uh, <laughs> <laughs> and drives tall crazy. So we we all have that potentially in common. All right. So, but now you've come out to UCLA, you're in this producer program. How long uh, after graduating from that, did you hook up with Seth and how did that happen?
5: So what happened as I was working, my first like full-time job after after school was I was working at Fox at like at 20 Fox studios, um, yep. which I guess is now Disney.
3: It's just it's, underratedly hilarious to have a master's degree and to be walking the halls of Fox.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it
5: was like, no, it was like I had like an assistant assistant job, like one of those headsets on the phone, scheduling, fucking doing rolling calls all day long. And it was really, it was hard work. And, but it was, but the people I worked for were really cool, good people. And they, knew that I didn't want to be an executive, that I wanted to be a writer. And so they started introducing me to writers after I'd been there for a couple of years. And one of the people that they introduced me to was Seth. And this was like right before as Family Guy was coming back. And like now knowing Seth as well as I do, the way I met him was perfect because it was like they like I had a meeting with him it was i think like on a it was on a weekend day and it was at like 11 o'clock and i showed up at his house and he was in a bathrobe clearly not expecting me at all right <laughs> like, but let me into his house and like we talked for a while and we got along decently and then like unfortunately a couple weeks later his assistant keith heisler got promoted to be a writer's assistant on on american dad and then um, I came in and, and I took over as Seth's assistant because largely because he didn't want to meet somebody else. Yes. <laughs> I think going with
3: the theme of your life yeah. that started in school is well, I'm not going to have anything sexual with him, so I can have <laughs> him around all the time.
5: <laughs> yeah, exactly, I'm so non-threatening. That might be my secret. <laughs> That's my my secret weapon is nobody wants to fuck me. <laughs>
2: uh, well, so you ca- you came at a very interesting time in family. Guys history and we we both came kind of at the same time because coming to Family Guy when it was brought back seems like a much different slash better experience than it would have been for the people who were there seasons one two three where it was like we're canceled we're back we're canceled we're back we're canceled um so what was that an exciting job for you or was it mostly terrifying
5: um it was both I I um, loved Family Guy already. Like, I was a huge fan of Family Guy. So to be Seth MacFarlane's assistant was, like, a dream to me.
1: Yeah. and
5: and but, but also, like I said, I was coming from this assistant job where I was, like, on the phone all the time. And my bosses, like, really wanted me in their face, telling them, like, who called, what they were supposed to read tonight. And... With Seth, like he does not want that. Like he didn't no. want that at all. He wants you to leave him alone and keep everybody away from him. Yes. And I didn't know that at first. So and 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 nobody told me, including him. And so <laughs> like at first, like I like he was like this fucking guy. And then when I realized, like, oh, you told me to leave you alone and keep everyone, like oh, that's much easier. I can do that because like, <laughs> <laughs> you should have told me. I can do that. So there was
1: that. <laughs> But was there
3: any sense of frustration? I because you know, I was a page at SNL. Like you you said it was a dream to be Seth McFarland's. Yeah. And I you know, when I got the job as a page at SNL, I was like, this is amazing. I'm at the desk, the legendary eight H desk. Hmm. But it quickly turned to frustration because I knew I didn't want to be a guy in an NBC blazer right Uh, leading harvey weinstein to his vip seat uh you know like i wanted to be a writer and i'm wondering you were
5: given that job because you were safe because they knew (laughs) right well to to my great credit
3: which no one ever gives me i didn't know who harvey weinstein was and someone yelled at me because i didn't lead him to his seat right i was right but did it like how quickly did it turn or did it you know, maybe it didn't for you, maybe you have a better coping okay. capacity, but did yeah. it turn from like well i'm I'm near what I want to be doing, but I'm not doing it. I'm watching other people doing it, knowing I can do it um like w- did
5: you go through any of that, or was that, it more I mean, it took me a couple of years to get to that. I think also i mean the the other nice thing, like what Alec is describing about like the craziness of family guy when it first came back is like it was it, it was Good for me in that it was like a story that that a show got canceled and brought back, which happens more often now. But back then, it really didn't. Right. And everybody wanted to talk to Seth. And meanwhile, Seth was like very focused on making the show because he rightly felt like, oh, my God, I have a second chance to do this thing. I'm going to like I'm going to nail it. And so people would ask to interview him and he would kind of decline and they'd be like, well, can we. At like send in a bunch of questions for like Stewie or Brian. And so Steve Callahan was mm. was right answering those questions. Of course, because it was extra credit and Steve yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and he was doing it for free, you know, and at some point I was like, Hey, can I help? And he, and, and Steve was awesome. He was like, yeah, totally.
0: Oh, was so, he an assistant then? Or was he a, was he a writer? By the oh, he was a writer. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah.
5: Steve was, a, Steve was a writer and he, um, you know, he, so I'm sure he was happy to have somebody kind of help him out yeah. and we would split them. And then eventually he was like, you can do these. And. And I would like answer those questions. And the nice thing was like, somebody had to read them before they went to GQ or wherever. Right. And so like uh, Seth or David Goodman or Chris Sheridan, like would just have to read them to be like, okay, pick this one, this one, and this one. They're funny. And I think that throughout the course of that, they saw like, oh, Andrew can write the show. And I got That's the so chance cool. to write a couple of freelance groups. And um, yes. I was cool. still Seth's assistant. It's, it's
2: Well, and this is, amazing. this is a, a good, uh, moment to sit on here, because th- th- this is a key moment in any, uh, you know, burgeoning writer's career, is you're, you're in, you know, you're in the building, you're not necessarily doing yeah. exactly what you want to be doing yet, but then, because of your own, you know, hard work and good work, you get a real opportunity to do something. As you said, you, get, you had the opportunity <laughs> to write a Family Guy script. And I remember, I remember your first script and I remember, I think you had another one and then you got on staff, but your first script... Was really good Like there, there's you know because we thank had you. to I don't we remember had,
5: it that way Because we, well,
2: we, we had to We had to wade through <laughs> yeah. um, You remember bone cancer and heart attack of course famously. Oh I bone cancer and heart I attack I don't, yes, I don't remember course. their names thank god and I would never uh, Say it now but we gave these two Very old writers like uh, I don't know how somehow Seth got bamboozled Into like giving them huh? a script yeah. and, they, and they came in and wrote A script bone and it was cancer. just <laughs> Awful And and Seth drew a little like, you know, sketch of them as bone cancer and heart attack because oh they were both God. very, one oh. was very gaunt and the other one looked like he was about to close. And collect. this just, so much this closer was...
5: to that phase of our career. <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs>
2: well, but
5: also, this was like 16, 18 years ago. The chances that both of them are still alive are oh, very, yeah, zero. Zero. <laughs> also, those drawings that Seth used to do, he had yes. a knack. <laughs> For he would, first of all, you thought he was sitting there listening to you pitch jokes, but no, yeah. he was <laughs> sitting there drawing like a version of you where it's like he went inside your soul and found the thing that you're most. Insecure about, and was yeah. like, I'm going to base the drawing on this, <laughs> and like, then, 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 like, somebody would find it on the back of his, because he wouldn't even like hold it up and be like, look what I, I did. Know. He would no. just leave it there for you to find and be like, <laughs> look what I found.
2: Andrew set drew you, and it's like, oh god, I didn't think I was that That's right fat I, or I re- bald. I, re- or I like, remember, I remember <laughs> your drawing because we I'm, had now. There's I a there's like a, Bobby Hill. The, yeah, well, <laughs> you looked like Bobby Lee. <laughs> like he, made you, he, he made you he drew you as kind of asian i remember <laughs> he would have been oh, very good
3: Maybe. he I would have been very back. good at, at war propaganda oh yes. my god yes yes
5: and then, <laughs> so, so then people find it on the back of a script and what they do is they uh they they take it off and frame it and hang it in the room so, so, so cool. you can see it every day
2: <laughs> yes we have a we have a whole wall of those and they're hysterical he you know the I, I the ones that jump out to me are like uh gary Janetti with uh-huh. his knee, knee holding yeah, his knees up his sitting eyes down. Eyes, yeah. and steve callahan with his uh-huh. long legs and w- he did one of me and thank god he didn't draw me in profile uh-huh. because it would have just been <laughs> a, just a nazi hate crime but it, 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 he just kind of drew me face on with like a joint in my hand yeah. and like a red sock sweatshirt uh-huh. it, 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 it was it was insulting, so cool. but also definitely like kind of an honor. Like, he's, yes, yeah.
5: that's kind of but that also was like a little bit of the experience of starting on Family Guy and getting promoted to the writer room. It was insulting, yeah. but also an honor.
2: Yes. Like like whenever I out.
5: try to, like, describe to people on, on Big Mouth, like, where the vibe is very different, like, what was it like? like starting at family pie. And my understanding yeah. is that it's, it's softened a bit since then. It has. But at I'm that time, to. it was like the the way I describe it is imagine every time you leave the room counting, counting one Mississippi two Mississippi, and then boom, <laughs> a huge roar of laughter <laughs> comes from the room that you've just, just left. And you know, <laughs> you know, oh. for a hundred percent certainty, that's because somebody just made a joke about you. Right. Yes. And and I, and I say that not being like oh for me I'm like because I did it too I was on both sides of it. but yeah, that's of just like that's how we interacted with each other there um, yes we, we and you really have to have your like dukes up like ready to punch back and like and block a punch and and then oh. like when I when I describe to like my my old friends or family guy like well what's it like working at Big Mouth I'm like okay imagine you're leaving work. On a Friday, and you shout out to Alec or, or Rich, have a great weekend. I love you. And then love Alec you. shouts back, I love you too. <laughs> and there's like no shame or like self consciousness. And that's, that's not sweet. to say that you guys don't love each other. Like, I mean, yeah, that's Alec Goldie. And Goldie you guys love, love each Goldie. other. Yeah. Big deal. Yeah. You do. you do How cute this
3: is. Why don't is? you leave the podcast for five seconds? <laughs>
5: <laughs> yeah, I'll be right. I, yeah, <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. Yeah. Alec, tur- Alec turn around in your
3: chair. So they <laughs> can say that he loves you. And,
5: uh, but like that's just like the difference between those two vibes is is that like but yeah, yeah, family guy was scary. It was Well, but well I scary mean scary. one
1: yeah. now you just yeah. couldn't do. Also right. Yes. Like, yeah. You know.
2: Well, and and also that's also the difference between millennials and Tom Devaney. Yes. Like, you know, there's yeah. there's like a divide there yeah. age-wise that right. where in the older generations it's like, yeah, we, you know, we stormed the beaches yeah. at Normandy. You can take shit. Like, and you can take flack in the writer's room. <laughs>
5: I love um, the idea of Tom storming the beaches <laughs>
2: You guys go
5: ahead. I'm uh, right behind you. <laughs> don't say
2: June 6th. Oh, don't say. <laughs> um, yeah, but that's a perfect description of, like, I, I cannot tell you. I think I... I think I now pee much more frequently because I held in so many pees oh, in the Family Guy writer's leave. room. You don't want to yeah. leave. That's I'm what like Danny, just,
5: Danny Smith, you say, don't get
1: out of the boat. Yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs> <He> <laughs> don't get out much. of the boat, man. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It was – It was a. so, yeah. So you – to get back to the, yeah. the writer part of this. So you, yeah. you wrote spec scripts and as I said, it was clear, at least to me and clearly to the powers that be that were – um, that you could do this, like, because we weren't in the habit of, you know, when a, when a script would come in, it wasn't just like, oh, we're going to take them on staff no matter what. It's like, it had to pass a certain sniff test to get in. And I think one of the things, and it's, I think it's perfect that you went and created something like big mouth, which is incredibly funny and very raunchy. And you had, you have had that style, uh, you had it when you first started writing at Family Guy in your first job. Like, I always remember you, even in a Family Guy room that was raunchy to begin with, you were further. Like, you, your, <laughs> your raunchiness. And, and b- by the way, a lot of it got in the show, but it was like you were the one kind of like pushing the raunchy envelope and the stuff oh, that yeah. you pitched. So, is that something where you grew up? And you were, and I know having watched Big Mouth, and we'll get into talking about Big Mouth later, but um, I thought one of the interesting, you know, parts of Big Mouth was in season two. So there's the character that's clearly you named Andrew, really pitched a while on that name. Um, <laughs> but so there, there's a moment where you have this sort of crisis of conscience almost where you're like, is it? is it possible to be like this horny monster almost yeah. and also be like a good person so yeah. is that a struggle that you have had uh, in your life and you did you feel like oh my god i'm i'm kind of bad because i have these sexual impulses but like i really do think i'm a good person inside
5: yes i think i mean i love that like you picked out that one part because to me so much of the show and especially so much of andrews character is that central question is can you be a horny perv and yeah. also be a good guy? Yes. yes. Can you be those? And I, I like that. Like uh, the hormone monster, his response is no. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, he's like, he's like, no,
5: no, no. no. And I, he's like, no. And I know what you should be because it's what you naturally are. And right. disgusting free. Mm-hmm. And no, I do think that for me personally, and I think just as like the big question of the show, it, yeah, it is that it's like, are you can, can you be horny without being a creep mm-hmm. right. yeah. <laughs> is, is kind of like the big trick and like we we um at Big Mouth every year we talk to this incredible sex education uh teacher her name is Shafia Zaloom, and the way that she puts it is <clears throat> can you be a sexual person um with Authenticity and and grace <laughs> is <Isn't that laughs> how she puts it, as opposed to can you be a horny perv and still be a good guy? Right. But yeah. yeah, no, I do think that's that's a yeah. That to me is like a big central question of the show, and even for my life. And I always, and I know that there are people who see the show and are like, "This is fucking gross. Like this is not like to me. Like my mm-hmm. to me, I feel like Big Mouth is very honest in that.
1: Yeah,
5: it's what it felt like to me. It's not what it was like. But it's what it felt like. But it's what it felt like. And I think that, you know, for some people, it's just not for them because they're like, it didn't feel like that for me.
3: Yeah. How do you avoid being in HR constantly? This isn't a joke, right? When when you're talking about that stuff all the time, I mean, do you establish parameters at the beginning or do you have along the way, do you, you know, little stepping stones for people? Like, if you don't want to talk about this, then, you know, you can get off the train or like, how do you handle
5: that? So like you kind of start off with that and it's a little bit like what Howard Stern does when he's interviewing somebody like he throws you so off guard by being so like, like overly honest, but like, we would do that, which I I don't know if that's okay or not. (laughs) No, that's why because instantly I'm hearing
3: that and going if I brought that up in an interview, I would then just be like, Oh my god, am I going to get a call?
5: But right. but, so, like we would, but it, it but it was all it wasn't in the interest of making people uncomfortable or shocking them, it was in the interest of vulnerability, it was talking about like what our truth was when we were that age, which was yeah. that Nick felt like shit because he was watching everybody else go through puberty, and he was still waiting and getting very impatient, and I felt like shit because I thought that I was this hairy fucking come spraying monster <laughs> who had no control right. of himself, yeah, and the people who were comfortable with that and would then like share their own kind of vulnerable truths we knew were the people who were right for the show like I remember very distinctly Kelly Goloska who's been a writer on Bay Mouse in season one and she created a spinoff with us I remember we were talking about how in the first show we wanted to show Andrew's animated dick
1: and <laughs> she was
5: like well are you going to show a vagina at some point and Nick and I were like, "Oh, <laughs> yeah, and, all the, and she was like, "You have to." And and we created the show with Mark Levin and Jen Flack, and Jen was there too. And she was like, "Of course, we're going to show a vagina." And all the men were like, "What?" <laughs> and, but like, the, just the fact that like Kelly asked that in question, that question, and insisted it, it was like, "Oh, this is our kind of person." Right. And so I think like the answer to your question, Goldie, is just that like. The room is very vulnerable and accepting and non judgmental. And it has to be because you can't, right. you can't like invite people in to like share the most horrifying things that happened to them when they were 12 years old and then be like, ah, <laughs> like everybody, like everybody <laughs> would open their mouths. Yours is way too yeah. weird. Oh, <laughs> whoa, wait, we said whoa. weird, not disgusting. <laughs> <Yeah>. um, <laughs> and so I think that it's just like a a mood that you create where you're all kind of vulnerable and non judgmental and. You know the opposite of what it was like at Family
2: Guy when I started. Uh, yes. Yeah. Well, I think it's I think it's great uh, to make the decision to show vagina. I think the suffragettes walked so that you could run. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. We're, we're, that's
5: that was my the point of that whole anecdote. Yeah. We're,
2: we're great men for showing uh, a cartoon well, vagina. Also, also I would have to imagine, and and you're describing a lot of this in the process of interviewing the writers before yeah. season one, uh-huh. but I would. Imagine because Big Mouth was rare in that it was a show that was instantly successful, like an animated show that was instantly a hit and critics loved and kids loved and people laughed at. Like it was just like a smashing success. So I would imagine that from that point, when you start to experience this success of this show you've created with your friend, then it's like yeah we're going to be doing this uncomfortable stuff in the writers room now and everybody's going to be on yeah. board with it because you're successful and like success is the ultimate sort of aphrodisiac in in Hollywood so once something gets going and going well then you're going to say like well we were right we were right to do it this way so did did you feel kind of like justified or like validated in your, in your point of view, like, yes, we were right to be uh, transparent, uh, vulnerable and disgusting. We were right to do these things.
5: I guess, but it, it, it wasn't that immediate because like also like, and you guys know this with animation, it takes so long to produce. And Mm -hmm. especially like, like the way you guys do it on family guys kind of rolling production where you're still producing the rest of the season as the first one airs. Yeah. Right. With us on Big Mouth, you have to produce all ten, translate them into fifteen different languages, and then they all air at once. Whoa! And 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 Netflix—they liked the first season, and they knew they wanted a, They, they kind of knew they wanted a second season, and there was a point at which we were like, "If you guys want the second season to come out anywhere near a year after the first season, we have to start making it now." And it was before the first season oh, premiere, okay. and so. They let us start making season two before season one came out. So like we, we had this really cool experience where we wrote most of the first two seasons in a vacuum before the show came out. Oh, okay. That's interesting. I didn't know that. Yeah. And I didn't, I didn't, I didn't think a lot of people would, I don't know. I mean, I remember very early on, John Mulaney used to come into the room uh, like one or two days a week during the first season, which is crazy to think of, but like, He, at one point, very early on, was kind of like, who is this show for? And I was like, huh? Like, like, I probably should have thought of that before. But he was like, who is this show for? Because it's about kids, but kids can't watch it. And instantly, I was like, "Oh my god! I've spent so much time and energy making a show for absolutely nobody." It's uh, um, but kids do watch it. But yeah, yeah, and I think you know there were a couple of moments along the way before it came out where I like had an inkling that we were onto something. The first was like this was before we even pitched it. I remember having a conversation with with Mark and Jen, our our partners, and. They, um, at the time, their son, who's now like in college, was like 12. And so he was really like our kind of test subject for this whole thing. Right. And Mark was like, like talking about like the anxiety of puberty and like the, the hormones bouncing around. Like, is there a way to use animation to like,
1: mm.
5: you know, express that? And I said, like, I was like, you mean like, like a hormone monster or something? And he was like, yeah. that. And I, later that That's day, great. I remember I was in my son's room, weirdly, on the phone with Nick recounting this conversation to him. And as soon as I said the word hormone monster, Nick, just in the voice he uses today, goes, touch yourself, Andrew.
1: <laughs> and, I was, I, and I
5: was like, I almost dropped the phone because like, it was like, oh, my God. Yeah, that's the guy.
1: That's the guy who was in my head. And that's,
5: and that's exactly what he said. And from there, like, it really coalesced around, like, using animation to express those things from puberty. So there was, there was that moment. And then there was a moment when we were watching the first animatic where like, I remember like, we got it and you're like, you're so nervous. You're like, oh my God, is this gonna work? And we actually watched it. The four of us, me, Nick, Mark, and Jen, watched it the night before just to like, see if it was okay before we screened it to, together with the whole crew. And I remember we we got to the, the scene where Nick's character is asleep and three feet away, Andrew's hormone monster is convincing him to jack off next to his sleeping friend. <laughs> and, and I'm watching this, and first I'm like, oh God, I can't, like, I don't know if they're going to put this on anything. Like, yeah. like, but, but then there was also this thing of like, I've never seen this on TV before. And that's right. always exciting. That's, that's always good. like, that's what, like, and I think that's, one of the reasons people liked the show right away is they'd never seen it. It was surprising and different. And I think yes. that, you know, when like you're developing TV, like a lot of times, like people are chasing like the last thing that got that was a big success. Yes. Which I think is such a mistake because, like, when you think about the shows that really like people respond to, it's like surprise—like nobody was asking for a show about kids jacking off, <laughs> right? <laughs> that was, well, you've—you've you've <laughs> you've
3: successfully walked this tightrope where you know if you put yourself back into being twelve to mm-hmm. sixteen, it's yeah. the thing that you know about that your parents don't know that you know about right. that you're going to secretly consume. Like it was me and my friend driving twenty miles to a different town in my grandmother's Ford Escort to listen to a two live crew cassette. So <laughs> no one we knew would yeah. hear us listening to this filthy thing. Where I think it's it's you you captured that, but that's a very hard thing to pitch. Where you go, yeah. I'm gonna create something taboo that kids will watch but their parents won't want them watching it, but they right. kind of will want them watching it because then they won't have to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> and that, and, and, and it's safe. Yeah,
5: and that wasn't like our goal at all. Like, I think we were just like, let's make a funny show. And then there was this thing where, like I said, like the, the show came out, like we were just finishing writing the second season and the show came out and it was like, people were like, this is the sex ed that I never had. and like I And like, my kids watch it and then we talk about it. And then we had this thing in season three where we came back where like we had to outlaw the phrase, what are we saying? Because we were all suddenly so concerned about the messaging behind it. And that was important. But the truth is, like the first couple seasons without thinking a lot about the messaging, we actually did a better job Because We were just being honest. We weren't worrying about what each episode was saying thematically. We were just telling these
2: stories. That's a great, that's a great point for all writers to listen to. I think if you, you know, as you say, if you get so hung up on like, what's our message, we need to have a message. What is it?" it? As opposed to letting it just arise organically out of the funny situations and jokes that you're putting in there. It it always feels kind of stiff. So, but but if you're telling people that, really, what are you conveying? What do you mean? <laughs> if you tell
3: people not to worry about their message, then what what's really your message? <laughs>
1: <laughs> don't, don't,
3: don't tie my brain in a pretzel. Right? We were all that's, like,
2: that's, <laughs> that was Goldie's standing <laughs> affirmative, you know, no prep <laughs> response." To- this <laughs> is why I'm so unproductive in writers' <laughs> <groups>. <laughs> um no so i mentioned that was goldie's
5: way of saying i love you
2: yeah there we go i'll take it thank you goldie i also think you're terrible um (laughs) so now are you guys is the show nominated for an emmy this year no which um i honestly prefer
5: because we we when we get nominated i always go through this experience where i'm like we're not gonna win
1: you know, the Emmy
5: voters are not going to give a statue to the kids jerking off show. You know? um, <laughs> yeah, that's you know just anything. not going to happen. And I always <laughs> think that I think that. And then we show up in the room and then like as they're announcing the thing, my brain goes, maybe you won. <laughs> <laughs> and then we and then did And I'm like, fuck, now I got to sit here. <laughs> well, you,
2: you know, you know, what's galling to me about the whole situation is that um, because, you know, Family Guy Famously, just never gets nominated. We were nominated way back when. Um, but now it's like we wait for the nominations to come out, and it's always, you know, Simpsons mm-hmm. and now Bob's Burgers. And, you know, like one other show that you've heard of. And then it's always like the seven pinwheels of Gabby G. And I'm like, what the (laughs) fuck? Where the fuck did this come from? Like there are these always two shows on the periphery that I'm like, I've never fucking heard of that. At least nominate us. At least nominate us. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you're in that zone yet. But God bless you if you Uh. never get there. No. Yes. No. There's always one show where you're like, "What? I didn't know that was a show." I've never (laughs) heard.
5: Perhaps I should check it out. I know. (laughs) Yeah.
2: Yeah. Oh, that's so. You, I, I think, and looking at it, you were writing on Family Guy from like oh seven, oh eight until about twenty fifteen or sixteen. Yeah,
5: I, I was Seth's assistant seasons. Four, five, and six, and right. then I was a writer. I think like season seven to fourteen or fifteen.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah. you, yeah, you you came in right around the time that the Giants wrecked the Patriots' perfect season, which I'm sure makes you happy. Yeah. Um, yeah, but uh, <laughs> so, but you, when you left Family Guy, as I mentioned. Uh-huh. You know, I think th- whenever people leave the show, uh, the people who stay on the show are kind of panicked and looking at each other like, he's an idiot, right? Yeah, <laughs> he's, um, yeah. What, what an idiot. Yeah, he's, he's a, what a moron. And then it was very fast after that that Big Mouth got started. So was that like when you left Family Guy, were you like, OK, I'm leaving because I want to make a show or I, wa- I want to get something going somewhere else? Or were you thinking like maybe I'll staff somewhere else?
5: Um. No, I left Family Guy to do Big Mouth. We sold—I oh. I, we sold Big Mouth to Netflix while I was still at Family Guy. Oh, and, smart, smart, and 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 Seth and and Fox graciously let me out of my deal to go do the show. And I don't know if you remember, but I certainly remember. This was right when when you took over with Rich. I remember you and Rich telling me. Something along the lines of if everything goes down in flames, you're welcome to come back. Which, <laughs> so which nice. whether it was, which whether you meant it or not, meant a lot to me. Because <laughs> yeah. I, because well, I,
2: you know, you go into these thing assuming
5: that it's going to go down in flames, just because yes. most
2: stuff does. Most do. Yeah. 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 Well. Anyway, you you really knocked it out of the park. And by the way, we gave Goldie the same assurances when when he would leave Family Guy of oh, anytime, baby, come on <laughs> back. <laughs> but no, it's 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 a little scary to leave, especially for
5: me because it was my first job and i've been there i've been a writer there for eight years and it's a yeah. good job yeah. and you're yeah at some level when you leave you're kind of like what the fuck am i doing
2: yeah. well you know uh y- you mentioned that there's a the big mouth spinoff is it it's called human resources is that what yeah. it is mm-hmm. yeah and now that's in season what now. That's we
5: did two seasons of that, and the, So, okay. the second season was the last season of that. Um, okay. we, yeah, we for a while were doing this thing, it was really, really during the heat of the pandemic where we were basically doing two different series a year, kind of splitting the season because a lot of people wrote on both shows and a lot of artists yeah. worked on both shows, right? And it was a lot of work,
1: yeah, <laughs> sure, but,
5: but also a lot of fun and really gratifying. And there are people who like really felt very kind of seen by human resources in a, in a way that that made us feel
2: good that's, that's awesome cool. yeah. that's awesome well andrew you've been very generous with your time it and you, you really did again you came into family guy uh strong with your with your sense of humor and you left even stronger You you know you just hit one out of the park with big mouth it's such a funny show it's like as I mentioned, it's it's raunchy, it's hilarious, but it also it, it has a depth to it that you don't expect. I certainly did not expect when I went into watching it that I found, uh, you know, incredibly satisfying. So you should be very proud of that, as I'm sure you are. Maybe not as proud as well, your parents are <laughs> of you. My but, parents. Uh... Oh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
5: before if, I go, do you want to hear about when my parents first saw the show?
1: Yes, yes. Please. Please. I'm, su- I'm surprised they watched. I'm surprised they watched, but let's hear. Okay,
5: so this was before the show came By the out. way, if we were still
3: doing Family Guy, I would I would have said no, no thanks. Anyway, yes. this has been yeah. a great yeah. episode. Yeah. That would have been lovely.
5: Uh, well, but uh so this was before the show even came out. I had it on my laptop and they were visiting from New York and I think my wife, Colleen, encouraged me to show it to them.
2: (laughs) Mom, Dad, gather around my lap.
5: (laughs) Oh, yeah. So, like, and I was like, do you want to see it? And they were like, yes. Okay, so I, I put the thing on, and for, like, four or five minutes they're laughing and enjoying themselves, and then we get to that scene that I mentioned earlier where young Andrew is jacking off next to his sleeping best friend and the, the laughter stops. And it's, just, and it's just silence for the next 19 minutes. Oh, and no. I'm sitting there like all paranoid because I'm like, no, you're like, relax. This is how your brain works. They like it fine. You're just you're just freaking yourself out because that's what you do. Right. And, and I'm like, it's okay. I'm, you're fine. And then it's over. And... They're just, they don't say anything. And finally, my dad says, I liked the Count Basie character, re- <laughs> yeah. referring to the ghost of Duke Ellington. <laughs> yes, um, <laughs> of course. <laughs> yes. Yes, and, of course. and they can't get it right. Uh, and like, so I'm like, okay. And then, and, and, they're, and they're leaving and I'm still thinking to myself, like you're overreacting. It is, this was, this was fine. And I start recalling, Close the door and she turns around and looks at me and she goes, I'm so sorry. They (laughs) ate so much. That was so awful. And I was like, oh God, they did, didn't they? And she was like, they don't know anything. I'm like... But then I was like, oh, did I do something? Did I make something just so gross? If I <laughs> and, and then she got mad because she was like, and then she wrote them an email like, how dare you? <laughs>
1: Girl, <laughs>
5: your only son, your only child pours his wow. heart into something and you can't even fake that you like it. That's, that's
3: can, can, can I make a prediction yeah. though? Yeah. Just <laughs> based on like how I, how yeah. I think what would have happened in my house is then mm-hmm. though, when it's successful, that becomes right. we always knew oh yeah no <laughs> we there, always knew i think
5: i think my mother has kind of come around to the thing of like oh it's like intense honesty and that's what you're ingesting and i think she can appreciate it for that my father just just appreciates the success it's always always like 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 the the woman who took my blood today was a huge big mouth fan (laughs) huge huge, (laughs) yes a huge big mouth fan and it's like how did she know that you were it happened
2: it happened to come up
5: (laughs) (laughs) i'm sure
3: in your dad's mind it's like they'll give me the real medical care
2: yeah,
5: yeah, if they, if they, if they know my, my, my son's a big
2: Hollywood Jew. You have distilled the, not only the parent dynamic, but the wife dynamic perfectly. Yeah. Like it was a right, yeah. minute after your parents leave, your wife going, oh my God, they hated it. And, you're like, oh. Oh, and then turned around turned and, around and yelled at them, yeah. them to create another oh. problem with you and your parents. Oh. Oh. No, then they, they
5: were like, they were, oh. they, then they tried to like, Yes, you won. It's like, like, how could you think we didn't love it? That's, that's all
2: so funny. Yeah, it's so only a non-Jew
3: wrong. could write that email to your parents.
2: I oh, know. yeah.
5: yeah. <laughs> that's
3: that's yeah. why you go outside the faith right. when you yes. get married. I brought, I
5: brought her into this. <laughs> oh, is that true? The, yes, yes. My wife <laughs> okay. My wife is a convert. So, oh, so, oh, so she good. had the wherewithal to really go with parents in a way that, <laughs> that i a that, right.
2: That, that right. born for her. Oh, that's awesome. What a great story. Well, Andrew, again. Thank you so much for awesome. your time. It was great working with you. It was awesome talking to you today, and just continued huge, su- huge success <laughs> huge. with well, Big Mouth. We love it. Yeah. yeah. Thank you so
5: much, you. and that means that means a lot to me. Genuinely, like well, like I said, coming into Family Guy was terrifying, and for yeah. Alec and Goldie.
2: To uh to say I'm doing okay means a lot. You're doing better, doing
0: (laughs) better than us. us. All
2: right, Andrew, thank you so much.
0: Yay! All right, you
2: guys. Thanks. Oh God, that was fun. Fun talking to Andrew, former coworker and now uh, incredibly successful. Yeah, we'll never see him again. I know he's (laughs) already ghosted us. Gone, (laughs) gone from the Zoom, gone forever. (laughs) Uh, but now it's time to get into a, a portion of the show we like to call Top 5. Top 5. Oh, we sound great. Goldie, this was your topic. Tell the folks what it is. So these are the top five movies you've been avoiding seeing.
3: And I don't mean that uh, it, these are like historic, good movies. You've heard about them. And no. for whatever reason, you've just decided. It's not that you can't see. It's just like. You know, you should see them, but you're not going to do it.
0: Yeah. yeah.
2: This could have been a top 20 for me, by the way. Same.
0: I know the list is very long.
3: Uh, so I just took a shot at it. Here we go. Uh, number five for me of movies I'm avoiding seeing. Number five The King's Speech. Ooh, the King's <laughs> Peach, yes. Yeah. I, I know, it's good. There there was kind of 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 that time about a decade ago, there were a few different movies where the whole story was. Will this British person read from a prepared statement, <laughs> yeah. like the Queen was basically that? And it's like I don't, I don't really care.
2: I thought it was about produce, the King's peach. Peach. Yeah. Uh,
3: number four, Baby Driver.
0: Oh, that's oh, a yeah. good one. Yeah. Supposed mm-hmm.
3: to be good. I know he's wearing the headphones and driving. I don't. Yeah. Just not... that's
2: Gosling, right?
3: Yeah. Is yeah.
0: it? I don't even know that. I mean, yeah. I remember the name. <laughs> Yeah.
3: It's the oh. DVD screener has been sitting, gathering dust <laughs> under my TV for a decade at least. Uh, number three, I will never see this movie. Gone with the Wind.
0: <gasps> oh, oh, we have crossover.
3: Yeah, I'll never have oh, no. the nine hours it's going to take.
0: <laughs> it's, it's three plus. Uh, oh, it's
3: number two, great technically, it's, I'm cheating a little bit because I started this movie and then I just have decided I will never finish it. Terms of Endearment.
2: Ooh. Oh, you're nuts. <laughs> it's, that's a great this movie. Is, there's hilarious. a guy in it
3: named Flap.
2: I was out. <laughs> no one's <laughs> named
3: Flap. Is how how a am re- I supposed to? What reality are we in where someone's named Flap, and then there's not just an hour of the characters going, wait. So his fucking name is Flap?
2: That's what he's called. <laughs> hilarious. Well, once you get past that, it's a very... Didn't? It's a one, wonderfully his name's acted. Flap. Pause, <laughs> search, eject, new movie. Eject BCR. <laughs> yeah.
1: And
3: number one, and you know this, I've brought this up on on the podcast before, the number one movie I'm avoiding, I'm determined to never see it, <laughs> Star Wars.
0: Oh, oh yes. Yeah. I, yes, yeah. you have well, discussed you're, this.
2: You're, I can't say that now in your life that you should watch Star Wars, because I, I actually don't think you should. But it's I, way cooler of, now to not have watched it. Mm, terms right. of endearment. Is great. Of all the movies you mentioned, that's the one I'm gonna hone in on. I think Gone with the Wind is great too, but Terms of Endearment is a must watch. And I, I right. think
0: Baby Driver, I, that's, no, that's Ansel, whatever, Elgort. Oh, Ansel Elgort. Drive, I think, is the one you're talking about. With my yes.
2: Passing. Ansel Elgort's name is like you spilled a Scrabble <laughs> tile. <laughs> that's all it is. All right. Here are my top five movies I've been avoiding. Okay. Number five. Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. Oh, I love it was good.
3: Avoiding. I love that movie. <laughs> I saw it once, never thought about it I, again. I
2: just, I don't, I don't know. I don't, something about it. I'm just like, okay. There, there could be a that. whole
3: Jim Carrey list Ooh.
2: of this. Oh. Wow. I feel like I've seen most of it. Although, actually, I didn't see that other one, the Andy Kaufman one, and I was like, eh, I don't want to. Being married Man to a Canadian,
0: you got to watch them all.
2: All right. Number four for me, Children of Men. Oh, I I've hear never seen people it say that it's great. Is there Children of Lesser, Lesser
1: God?
3: God?
2: Yes, yeah, that's, that's a different one. Yeah. Yeah, Children it feels of like Men a
3: was. Double feature of.
2: <laughs> right. of Children <laughs> no, of you. the Corn, <laughs> right. Children of Men. Uh, no, Children of Men is okay. Clive Owen. It came out in like 2000, oh, I don't know, sci-fi. 10 or something.
0: 2006.
2: Yeah, I'm and it was it dystopian, and people say it's great and rough. Everybody says, "Oh, it's tough." I'm like, "Yeah, I don't want that." <laughs>
3: I feel like in my mind, that's also conflated somehow with District Forty Nine.
0: Oh, oh, I can that, see that. That,
3: that wasn't the,
2: that wasn't the number. It was District Nine, maybe. Maybe not. I don't know. It was yeah, all just whatever. like things are going to get really bad.
1: Right. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah, and it's always like centered in like somewhere in South Africa. All right, number three, Whitnail and I. Whitnail what and that? I, which so many people swear up and down. You know it's actually my favorite comedy. What? It's actually my favorite I've comedy. I've never heard of, of all this. Time. What is it? It's a British movie from the mid eighties, I want to say. It stars that Whitnail. Uh, Whitnail. Okay, got it. Yeah. I uh I've never everybody heard of it. swears by it. And and I, I I cheated like you. I watched like the first ten minutes. I was like, I don't I can't do this. It's to me that's not,
3: black adder. Where people are like, you know, Blackadder is a funny thing. I'm like, I don't know what Blackadder is. It sounds like a bad Marvel movie.
2: <laughs> well, I like Black Adder. My dad used to show me those. He had them on VCR, and it's Rowan uh, Rowan Atkinson. You know, oh, him. that's like, where he came from. Yeah, yes. Mr. Bean, oh. right? And he's very funny. And it's uh, and Hugh Laurie, Doctor oh, House. What? That's where they yeah, came from. Is Blackadder? They're, they're from the 80s, early 80s. That's wow. the show. It's cool. a TV show, not a movie. Number two, with a Goldie connection here, Chicago. I will never see Chicago. I don't care that it won Best Picture. I know that I'm going to hate it. Same. (laughs) And number one, Avatar. Never saw it. Don't want to.
0: Okay. Good choice on your part. Yeah.
2: Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Okay. uh, My top five. um, Number five is unforgiven that's
2: such a good movie i'm sure it is but i'll never see it
0: come on (laughs) number four gone with the wind
2: yep also great
0: um number three annie hall
2: oh Oh, wow (laughs) fucking that's that's a that's anti-semitic that's a hate (laughs) crime right there
3: Looking right at you as she said
2: it. I know, really. I,
0: I
3: can't, I don't know why. It's just like that that marriage thing of I know this is going to make you mad and I want to see how. Because yep. it's she funny.
0: It's funny when you get mad. Okay, yeah. <laughs> number two, as good as it gets. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's okay. Okay, good. And number one, I think this is kind of blasphemous. I don't know what, why I resist watching this. I know I would love it. The Lion King.
2: Oh, I, I mean, it's for kids, but it's is it? It it is great. I feel like it's every great, adult's
0: like, it's amazing. It's so good. It's a it's a great Disney movie,
2: but it's uh, to me, I have Beauty and the Beast and Moana are a little higher than Lion King for me. But I thought Lion King was great.
0: Okay, I've never seen yeah. those either. <laughs> okay,
3: all <laughs> those movies are just time to look at my phone.
2: <laughs> no,
3: not no. in the week
2: when we're not allowed. <laughs> Um, all right, so th- that was a great list. Very fun to think about. As I said, it could have been a top twenty. Uh, JC, your next next okay. week, what do we got? Yes,
0: top five shows you'd want rebooted with a twist.
2: Whoa. Hmm. Okay.
0: Is that too hmm. much? I could change nope. it.
2: Nope, no, no, I can do that. Okay. I could do that. <laughs> that's why,
0: that's how you guys were foreshadowing the uh, my 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 top five anyway.
2: All right, now that I've got my voice back, let's end the show, as we do every week, on a high note.
0: Wow, it felt Uh, longer. It does seem
2: longer, right? (laughs) Even you reacted to it. All right, mine's very quick. I'm going back to my roots with this one for this high note. Uh, my high note this week is the Red Sox, uh, eight and one against oh, wow. the Yankees this year, <laughs> eight and fucking one. And the Yankees are on an eight game losing streak and they lost three in a row to us. <laughs> They're as shitty as they were back in the early nineties. I love it.
0: All
3: right. Goalie. Uh, my high note is as much as I carped about it, just getting the rain was great and we went out swimming in the middle of the storm which was very fun one of my favorite things to do is to be in water during water oh that's cool uh, you know it it in my mind when we get rain i'm always like well that's like two more weeks we won't die from a fire
2: so right i agree (laughs) yeah true good that's lovely good high note
0: um my high note besides Last night's tennis final with Novak Djokovic and uh, Carlos Alcaraz is just to shout out Jason Rutkowski for an email he sent a little over a month ago. I should have done it earlier, but um, he just said some very nice words and I'll leave it at that. And it's, you know, sort of been riding it, getting me through negative comments on YouTube and stuff. And I'm like, I know I'm, I'm sensitive. Okay. I know, but but you you
2: know, know, the more you mention it, the more people are going to say it.
0: It's okay. It's okay. Okay. Because (laughs) I have to, I have to come to grips with it. I have to, I have to like find a place where a healthy mental space in it because I can be yeah. two things. I can be the person who does, who produces this show and makes it happen. And I can also yeah. be the person that laughs at everything that everyone says, you know, and yes, not be can. insulted by that. Like why yeah. am I be insulted by this? So
2: no. And as we, as we've said before, many times, <laughs> you don't have to, do don't this. ever stop doing that. Thank <laughs> God that you laugh like yeah, that. You're the glue that holds this thing. Fucking together. dead. <laughs> Um, all so right. Well, you, that David. was a fun show. Fun talking to Andrew. Yeah, he's great. Always fun talking to you two, who are awesome. Same with you. So, thank you both, and thank you all for listening. And we will be back with Jay Farrow next week. No, we won't.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
3: uh, disgusting. Uh,
4: that was fun.
5: And it stops right now.
2: I I can't, I don't know why.